0: Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Mini. Hey guys. And this is the FFBE podcast. Got a lot going on. It is a very heavy update this week. Between random stuff, ability awakenings, a new event with some amazing units. Tons going on. Can't wait to actually get started into all these events. How about you, Mini? Yeah,
1: same here. As soon as I saw the announcement for the units of the Easter banner... I this was before we even knew their stats I had a hunch that they were going to be really good because global exclusive units tend to be pretty nasty when they come out
0: yeah they usually show a lot of love to the global exclusives so we'll see how they did with these units when we do talk about them uh, later on in the show what were you up to this past week? uneventful week just
1: all I did was farm the king mog <laughs> same as last week
0: did you do the story event?
1: No, I haven't got around to it yet. I'm going to pound that out tomorrow. I've just had a rough couple days and I've been completely
0: unmotivated to change my teams around. That sucks. It's a decent, it's actually a decent event, so I hope that you do get around to it and then we can talk about how that bonus stage went. Yeah, I'm a little bit behind, but I'll catch up. What about you? What have you been up to? I've been farming the bonus stages of the Crimson event, the story event with Rain. Trying to make sure I don't miss out on any materials and also trying to get a few more crystals because we do have a bunch of ability awakenings that just happened. And then a few that I was waiting around for this event that I could upgrade. So I finally finished my Aiko, for example, and her upgrades. So Awesome. Just been farming that, yeah. Not a whole lot of King Mog going on. I did it three times a day to get the rewards and that's it. Yeah,
1: that's probably what I should have done because at the end all I farmed was the exp cactuars but we already have a ton of those
0: it's not a bad thing to have farmed i mean it's not like this bonus event or whatever the story event's going away anytime soon you have a full week i can't imagine it'll take you that long to get through it
1: no i'm gonna pound it out tomorrow just use some of those spare energy pots that i have
0: you're like 700 energy pots
1: yes it's a huge amount
0: anything else of interest happen
1: honestly not really not as far as last week goes
0: perfect then that gives us a chance to get into the show
1: yeah let's jump right in
0: this week we've got more free summons so even last week we have this weekend again the daily free summons coming up soon for the second part of the easter event But they're also adding in a spring special free summon in honor of their YouTube live show that's happening this Sunday. So please don't forget to do those summons. They're free. You have a chance of getting something decent. So definitely take advantage.
1: Since you mentioned summons, something did happen this morning. On my 250, I saw a rainbow come down. I was really excited. I thought it was maybe 1% of the two new units it breaks and guess what i got delita come on no one is that unlucky okay what but did it you was get? close Livid in shantoto <laughs>
0: <laughs> how many of her do you have
1: that's my second
0: oh that's not too bad i should have mentioned too uh yesterday i did a, da- a half price daily summon and i got a crimson my first crimson
1: yeah i saw that congrats i love yeah i'm hyped i would be happy to get him
0: i'm debating giving him a uoc depending on what happens in this event actually so we'll see what happens (laughs) how how lucky you get yeah all right so as i mentioned free summon in honor of the youtube live show that's happening this sunday from ffbe so please take advantage of that we also have a rerun event it's another final fantasy type 0 event it's a king mog Battle of Judeca. There's not a whole lot in here that's still relevant, but if you haven't done the event, I think there's a couple things you could pick up.
1: Yeah, if you don't have REM, or even if you do, uh, the one ability is really good for, I think, Delta Siphon. It's good for Arena. Otherwise, it's not great. And the other thing that a lot of people would like to have if you weren't around for that event is the Defender's Daggers. They're still very useful to this day.
0: One of the few weapons that gives you defensive stats the defenders daggers there. Yeah, not a whole lot else is in here. If you haven't done it, you will still have a chance to get your tickets as well as cactuars and trust moogles. So if you if this is your first time experiencing it, definitely give it a run. But don't forget about that Easter event, which we'll get into in just a little bit because there's a lot of goodies there too. We also have the steel castle coming back. And I think they kind of timed these really, really well. Is it like once a month, I believe? I think so. Because I feel like every time I get a new piece of equipment, a new uh, weapon that I want to enhance, this thing comes around. So I recently got Ellie and her TMR and I'm like, perfect. Now I can give it some uh, enhancements through Steel Castle.
1: Yeah, I've been putting mine, the exact same weapon actually, through Steel Castle. And I just got my first rare on it today, just before we started this recording.
0: Very nice. Yeah, I'm
1: a little pumped about that.
0: So in this Steel Castle event, you are able to get rares like Mini did on rods, on swords, on spears, and on maces. And I know maces, you're probably thinking like, who the hell uses maces? But for tanks that can use it, you can actually get a rare that gives plus 40% HP, which is actually disgusting.
1: Yeah, so anybody who's running Lilith
0: or White Knight Noel, they would definitely love the maces upgrades. Yeah, 40% HP is higher than some TMRs can give you. And this is on one rare ability. You can get even more stacked onto the weapon. Yeah, it's definitely very good for tanks. And then, of course, you have your DPS ones, which are standard. They're the level 4 version, which gives 20% to the stats instead of the 15. So a lot of good stuff in here. Definitely take the time to go through it and max out your new equipments. Now we'll get into some beefier content. The Ability Awakenings Mini. How do you feel about these?
1: Uh, Overall, they're pretty good, actually. I think... It, it, they received a lot of praise on Twitter and on a lot of other places the community talks about FBE. In general, I agree. I think the majority of the units that we care about actually got some very, very nice upgrades.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm excited to see a lot of these units getting upgrades. I've been anticipating them, waiting for them. We'll see how they do. Let's talk about Shilt to start.
1: As far as Shilt goes, they basically double down on his magic tanking. Or magic cover tanking, to be more specific, and I think they did a great job. He gets more spirit now. He mitigate. He can mitigate some uh, magic damage to one ally. His AoE cover finally has been brought up to par with the standard of uh, 50 to 70% mitigation and 75% chance to proc. So overall, he's now a very respectable magical cover tank.
0: Yeah, for a four-star unit, being as beefy as he's going to be in terms of spirit here, that extra mitigation, and finally on par, like you said, with some of the top magic cover tanks in terms of the chance to cover as well as damage mitigation he's fantastic he's a very very serviceable unit now
1: definitely a nice budget cover tank i like it
0: from what i hear there's in the future could be some three star slash four star only content which would be cool i would really enjoy that a unit like this is kind of like a must-have he's amazing yeah i've been waiting to do something with my lower units because
1: let's be real if it's if there's any kind of challenging content most of us are clearing it with seven stars not even six stars anymore
0: yeah it's very rare that i take any six stars they just can't last yeah
1: i'm just i'm looking forward to some low tier only missions like three four five star whatever
0: yeah it's going to be exciting yeah it'd be fun on to the next unit Ozetta, which I really enjoy her sprite when she came out but uh, let's talk about we won't focus on that. We'll talk about her abilities.
1: Well, her sprite still is is awesome as it's always been. She's a mini Wilhelm. It's just awesome. I love her. Her actual abilities again, they they went all in on her tanking. So, as far as Ozetta is concerned, she gets more defense and spirit, which makes her tankier just passively. Her taunt gets some um, damage mitigation on it, so now she's sort of like a mini Wilhelm. Wilhelm's taunt is the same, but now you can use her as a taunt tank. I mean, you could before too, but she'll take less damage now. The other thing, the the one ability that's kind of irrelevant is her Guard Smite, which basically just gets defense scaling on it now, which is, I guess, okay, but not super good. The scaling isn't amazing. But the other two abilities I definitely like.
0: Yeah, it's not fantastic, but I mean, if she is going to have any DPS ability, one where she gives herself 50% damage mitigation, doing a little extra damage doesn't hurt. So that's Ozetta and Shilt. I mean, two tanks just getting pushed further into their tankiness. It's really nice to see from these low tier units. These are the kind of buffs that I like to see. It's kind of lame when they get generic buffs and they don't really get, you know, uh, specialties. Let's talk about Killian the next four star unit on the list he's getting a few enhancements some of which i was surprised by which ones were you surprised by i was surprised that they gave him a full true double hand the 100 percent equipment attack buff for a low tier unit that's pretty rare to have so he can actually get a decent attack stat overall if you have good equipment
1: yeah i agree i love his upgrades actually it doesn't make him an op damage dealer or anything But as far as four-star DPS goes, he's now a very potent finisher. He gets uh, access to actually a quadra cast. The, The, I don't know what to call it, the catch, I guess, is it's only limited to one ability, the gear up ability, which conveniently is also part of his ability enhancements. So he'll be able to cast this four times in one turn, which will stack it to max, and it's his chain capping ability so overall it's made him a very good four star chain capper
0: yeah it's actually really good to see again these four star units are getting a lot of love and it's amazing i'm surprised i remember historically the low tier ability enhancements were usually pretty lame i agree i think
1: i'm very happy to see the direction ability enhancements in general are going in i mean even some of their five star ability enhancements have just been amazing you know beatrix more recently is just I, I love it just very good stuff
0: now one of my favorite units because of her maid status is amelia and she's getting some awakenings here too is it amelia or amelia amelia Amelia's kind of the more edgy sister yeah she really is <laughs> she's definitely the more passionate of the two yeah amelia although didn't get well i shouldn't say that her passive stats got a huge buff, and then her main chaining ability got a nice modifier buff and is allowed now to... Well, it's now allowed to chain. It's now her chaining ability. It didn't used to be. Uh, Funeral Knife can now chain with Octaslash. Not the best family. A lot of people do have Octaslash abilities, so definitely usable as a chainer.
1: I mean, I would push back on that a little bit. I think Octaslash, at least in global... It's not the best, quote-unquote, but it's definitely numerous. We do have a lot of octa-slash-chainers in the global world, so giving her that, I think, is a nice little buff. Gives her at least a role. Before this, Amelia was kind of like a debuffer. Not even a debuffer, really, like a status unit that just sucked at everything. So giving her at least one chaining family at least gives her something to do.
0: No, definitely. I I definitely agree with you. I was just saying that... uh... It's not the best family, as in terms of damage, but a lot of units have it, so she, she is definitely usable to build those chains with a lot of different people, which is nice. Again, pushing the 4-star into a niche, and it's it's really good to see. So in this batch of 4-star ability awakenings, you actually got a little bit of everything. A finisher, a chainer, physical tank, magic tank. It's a really nice, verse, versatile ability awakening set for the 4-stars.
1: Yeah, definitely. Now let's jump into the five stars.
0: Starting with our main girl, Lulu. What do you think of Lulu's enhancements?
1: I think actually, overall, Lulu's enhancements are pretty good. Now, Lulu's struggle, and no enhancement I think will actually fix this, is she's a flood chainer. And there's almost <laughs> no flood chainers that are readily available outside of a second Lulu. Um, I mean, you can get some, but they're not good, right? Like you can throw, I guess the saving grace is you can throw a Leviathan on somebody and have her build a chain if you're running a solo DPS like Sid, so she can do that. She does a lot of water damage with these enhancements. Her flood ability got buffed, her passive mag stats all got buffed, her fire resistance got buffed, her water counter now procs more frequently. Or her water counter. Her water elemental debuff. debuff. Yeah, Yeah, so she has 100% water resistance reduction. It now lasts 5 turns, but it's on a counter. So now that counter will proc more often. Her Flare Fury ability gives her access to triple black magic, which helps her a ton. She used to uh, really struggle because she only had dual cast in a world of triple cast mages. And I mean, even quad cast and pentacast now. So she's still not top dog with these enhancements but at least she's better than she used to be
0: if Lulu is your only mage you can actually clear some content with her now I feel like between doing a little bit more damage on her flood having actual decent mag stats like significant buffs to the mag stats well
1: don't forget that that her flood uh, ability she it also gets extra multipliers from her passives in her kit beyond the buff that she got here so it would hit pretty hard now.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's it's just not the best. Like there's not too many other good units. The only one I can think of recently would be Bart from Xenogears.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean. Like she she struggles because of her main chaining ability not being that popular or that good on anybody other than another lulu
0: but conveniently you can use her as a damage finisher so having that fire and magic damage doing a significant modifier now on top like it, it used to be decent now with 15 times it actually does pretty good it hits pretty pretty hard
1: i think it's okay the the only issue i have is it's a cooldown ability so it's not consistent
0: i guess she does have like the raging waters
1: or whatever that you could use as well so i mean she has some options but still i think great enhancements for lulu just it suffers from lulu being the unit that she is unfortunately
0: someone who's not too unfortunate with these awakenings is yuna
1: yeah i think yuna is awesome she got Everything she wanted is she got a more Evo mag more spirit and mag a cool on her cooldown ability now Gives you resistance to all breaks and as a bit of a mana battery and then she also got modifier increases to all of her evoke abilities so just overall I think she got a nice little piece of the puzzle I guess for her supporty white mage side And then also her damage-dealing abilities got a very, very nice buff.
0: Yeah, I actually couldn't believe how much they buffed her damaging abilities. Compared to the original stats, they went up a lot. I don't know if that's if I should be impressed by how much they buffed them or just be depressed by how pathetic they used to be. (laughs) (laughs) A little of both, I guess. A little bit of both. No, Yuna got a lot of amazing enhancements. She can now charge the Evo Gauge easier make use of it better in terms of more damage and then also do more evoke damage if you are using a summon like overall she just does a lot
1: yeah i mean crazy that was yuna's role she was the white mage summoner her white mage she was a very competent white mage with her seven star form coming in and this ability enhancement just gives her a little bit more to that now you can also have some break resistance with her which is i think amazing and almost a necessity i want to say on current white mages for really really difficult content and then if you're using her as a summoner to deal damage she also got a lot of love in that regard so whatever yuna you like you can play her that way
0: in contrast with yuna i think prompto didn't get much in comparison to some of these other units
1: (sighs) i disagree a little bit i think Prompto definitely got quite a bit the only downside is his main chaining family is octaslash and the newest units are not really Octaslash chainers because I mean his star shell it's now a 65% attack mag break that's available on demand right his chaining ability is now a 10 times multiplier. That's available on demand that he can I think triple cast or double cast. I I haven't used Prompto in a long time I don't know if he has a triple but he can dual cast for sure. Um, He's got a very nice lightning resistance debuff now 75% for five turns to one enemy which most of the time if you're running like a trial you're fighting one big boss so that's fine. AoE would have been nicer but single target you can live with it it's a really good percentage and then if you look at his gun mastery look at that attack buff now
0: Holy, 120%.
1: Yep. And then his Drill Breaker is actually a 70% defense break. So I just think the only thing he can't do is break spirit, but he's a physical attacker. So he can do, like, I feel like he's a very versatile unit now. He's kind of, you can slot him in as one of those breakers slash support like Imperial users. And then he can also hit pretty hard with Octa slash If you have another strong octa slash user.
0: That's fair. I'll give that to you. Uh, He's definitely serviceable given the fact that so I forgot this about him and initially when I was reading through his abilities, I thought he wasn't that great because I thought he could only use one of these abilities at a time, but he does have a W ability that does make him significantly better than I initially thought because you are able to kind of combinate with these two. It's not like you're spending three turns setting everything up or four turns setting everything up before you can actually start doing damage. You can kind of put things together very, very quickly.
1: Yeah. I overall, I like it, right? It doesn't make him, I don't think a super, super broken or anything, but anybody who had a seven star Prompto and was very depressed with a seven star form like me can now rejoice a little bit because I can actually see myself using Prompto now if I don't pull one of the new top tier units. Like, he's solid.
0: I definitely agree with you, actually, because, like I said, I only thought he sucked because I I didn't realize he had a uh, dual cast ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps. Realizing a lot. now that he does, it actually makes him a lot better. Because initially I thought it was like, okay, so you have to use Starshell, and then you have to use Drillbreaker. And then you have to use Gravity Well, and then you can start, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like it takes so long, but you can kind of start doing damage in two turns.
1: Yeah. And if he's your backup breaker and you have a main breaker available, you can just go right from in, from uh, Gravity Well into Circular Saw. So Yeah, exactly. A, yeah, it's nice. Overall, I think he's he gets a solid A.
0: Actually pretty decent. Our final unit, Aranea. A dragoon and we've seen what Sid can do. How do you think the new Aranea buffs put her in the realm of dragoons?
1: It's nice. I I, I don't know, she's worse than Cid still, but the buffs are definitely very good. I think it definitely puts her into the top tier of dragoons. Build better below Sid. I guess you you could call her I don't know if she's number two now with these. I have to do the math, but she's definitely up there now. Like before Aranea really, really struggled even if she had a lot of outside help she wasn't super super powerful but with these updates she got a she got a buff to her cooldown ability got some modifier buffs to her jump abilities got a nice attack buff in there she got buffs to her killers buffs just to her attack passives and her true true double hand when you combine all these together i think it makes her very very good now
0: it makes her much better than before If she was as good as Cid or close to Cid, I would have been pretty sad, actually, because CG Cid is such a new unit, and although typically Ability Awakenings put people up there, it kind of would have sucked in my eyes if she surpassed him just because of these Awakenings. Like, wow, that was very fast, like, short-lived for Cid, you know?
1: I mean, I don't know how close to him she gets, right? Because Cid has a lot of setup, and Aranea doesn't need as much, so she probably she won't burst as hard as Sid for sure but I'd have to do the math I don't have an RNA I think we joked about it before I have a ton of TMR moogles but no RNA so I wasn't too interested in, in crunching the numbers but just by the looking at it offhand it, it does look to me like she could dish out some good damage
0: definitely one of the main downsides to her is that she's unlike sid locked to her spear whereas sid can kind of use whatever he wants i think
1: yeah but to be fair top tier sid is also locked to her spear
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that's fair (laughs) they're close i haven't done the number crunching either but uh i think she can do a decent amount of damage i don't know how close they are
1: yeah i'm confident in saying sid is still better but I think she's she I I would be pretty confident in saying she's number 2 now.
0: Number 2 Dragoon for sure. That kind of brings us to the end of those ability awakenings. There's a lot of them. A lot of good units, a lot of very very strong awakenings for all of them it seems like. It was a much needed patch of ability awakenings. Very hypey in my opinion.
1: Yeah, very nice stuff coming through.
0: But the main hype of this week is coming in with this excellent new banner. Yeah, I am ecstatic to get to it. I couldn't think of any other puns, (laughs) to be honest.
1: What do you mean? There's there's a ton of puns. I was gonna I was gonna do another one. Do some more,
0: but you know, I'ma let you take it away. Let's just get into it. No more puns, maybe. We'll see how it goes. We got the Easter banner coming in with the Extinction event. It's gonna be interesting. It's a wave battle event. Have you had a chance to try it, Minnie?
1: Yeah, I have. The egg boss is actually pretty tough, I'm surprised, at the higher tiers. And you definitely, I've noticed you definitely need a lightning element user, because he's resistant to everything else. Which, I mean, is perfect for one of the units coming up, but yeah, it's, I don't know how I feel about it. I like that it's, one thing, I want to say this, so props to Gumi for this. Last wave event, I complained. Because the highest tier mission was only 20 energy, and I felt like it took me forever. It felt like a real grind when you have 170 energy, right? So now I'm really glad that we get access to the higher tiers now, again. Because it just, I hate that feeling of, yeah, I'll run the mission five times in a
0: sitting, but 10? It's just, it feels like way too grindy. So props to them for that especially because the old ones had like six battles in the run (laughs) yeah that was awful too (laughs) this this one and you'll be happy to know is either one which is the boss or multiple if you get bonus units oh there's bonus units see i haven't run into there is yeah there's bonus units
1: it looks like i'm still the lucklet in the duo
0: well last week you were crushing those bonus units and i got nothing for all week it's fair we we swap roles exactly yeah eh. anyways um this <laughs> <laughs> this event this wave battle event feels so much better yeah. i'm actually enjoying it the boss is pretty tough it's kind of nice trying to figure out how many bonus units can i take to actually beat this guy and then on top of that it's quick you're using 40 energy at the max ranks and it's only one battle So far, I've had a maximum of two total rounds in the fight. So very easy to do, you know, it doesn't take up your whole day just farming one event. Yeah, I love it. Let's get into some of the equipment you can get from here because I think there's some decent stuff. Yeah, this is very cool. It's not something that we've seen before. The
1: equipment you can build by running this mission is kind of like a set. It has a set kind of mechanic where if you equip multiple pieces of that same set, you get extra buffs.
0: It's really cool. I This is a typical thing in a lot of Final Fantasies where you kind of get a set bonus if you're wearing equipment from the same set. So I think the last time we saw this was with Onion Knight.
1: Yeah, but Onion Knight was a little bit different because it didn't. you didn't have to equip multiple pieces of Onion equipment. You just had to equip them to Onion Knight. In this case... Um, equipping them to esther or sylvie gets you extra extra bonuses but if you just equip the bracer and the crown you you anybody can get the benefits of the extra effect
0: that's fair you do you make a valid point this is very much more like the set bonuses though that we're talking about in other games equipping all of them gives you super extra buffs
1: yeah it reminds me of diablo a lot i remember back in the day playing diablo 2 and chasing those sets with all the gold numbers or whatever they were the really rare ones <laughs> good old times in diablo yeah. yeah i i think these are definitely must pickups uh it's going to take you a while to build because to get the best one so you can build stone bracer stone crown or stone vest by using earth Crists and the materials you get out of the extravaganza event and then you have to build a multiple of each of these to create the tectonic set, which is kind of like an upgraded version of the stone set.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of a nice mechanic where you're farming out the lower ones to create the bigger ones. If you haven't finished some of those uh, trophy rewards, this is a good way to build up your, <laughs> your crafting trophy rewards. So it's kind of a hidden benefit there. If you can get up to those top three pieces of equipment, though, it's a plus 50% earth resistance when equipping all three, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, it's very nice. And on top of that, it's a 40% attack and spirit buff as well. And then if you're Esther or Sylvie, you actually, Esther gets an extra 30% attack. So she, she gets 70% attack for wearing this set and Sylvie gets an extra 30% HP. So... Even if it wasn't for the bonus stats, I would have said pick them up for the earth resistance because 50% is pretty solid. And the nice thing is you can build multiple of these so you can outfit most of the people on your team. Anybody who can equip uh, light armor would benefit from this for sure.
0: Yeah, getting 50% earth resistance on... A majority of your team during certain trials can be very handy, especially using pieces of equipment that aren't half bad. Usually you have to equip pieces of junk to get this, but these guys actually give you some stats. Yeah, they're all right. That's enough about the equipments. Definitely farm those up. Don't miss this chance. They're really, really good. We also have a raid summon related to this uh, event. So as you fight the boss, you'll get summon coins, and you'll be able to use those summon coins in a summon banner which you can get materials snappers gigantuars cactuars trust Moogles, tickets kind of a little bit of everything
1: yeah it's the standard raid it's not a raid but it's a raid banner type thing that we say a raid because that's the easiest way to identify it the same kind of summon as a raid summon
0: exactly just a ton of free stuff so definitely make use of that you should be farming this to get the equipment anyways so the raid summons a nice bonus
1: you never know you might get an extra four star summon ticket And it might pop out one of the OP units coming up.
0: Which let's get into right now. We are getting two amazing global exclusive units, Esther and Sylvie.
1: And let me just say they're amazing, but the most amazing thing is they're not limited. So if you're so inclined, if you think these units are that good, you can actually use your UOC on them after the banner
0: goes away. How awesome is that? that is amazing because once we talk about them i think a lot of people are going to get excited hyped up really want them i know i do
1: yeah me too i i texted you earlier when i was reading through sylvie's kit and i was just like oh my god this this girl is a beast
0: you read one line you're like okay i can't get better than this and it just keeps getting better yeah
1: (laughs) it's like surely they they can't give her anything more it's just the list <laughs> just doesn't end <laughs> it's amazing yeah it's absolutely amazing she definitely won the egg hunt for abilities that's for sure
0: definitely with these amazing units and honestly they are super amazing there actually came a little bit of controversy from the i guess it's more so from the community than anything else but uh if you want to introduce the topic mini
1: well I mean, controversy is kind of a strong word. In this, sometimes Gumi does stuff and the uh, the community is unanimously upset. In this case, what I saw is it's more of a divided opinion. Some people are upset and some people are saying, chill, they didn't do anything wrong. So basically what happened was when the data mine, I think on Thursday, came through initially, these units, Sylvie and Esther, actually had higher stats. I think their limit
0: bursts were the only thing affected, right? Yes, only their limit bursts were affected. So with Sylvie
1: she I think her MP restore got hit a little bit and her elemental resistances. And with Esther her insane modifiers got trimmed down a bit. Now the the reason people some people are upset is because we didn't find out that these changes were going to happen until I think something like 30 minutes before it actually went live. So some people are upset because the units got nerfed. And then some people are saying, no, no, it's not a nerf. The units were never released. What you data mine is not the official unit. The official unit is what comes out. And what came out is actually still very, very good. If they were left in the state they were in before, they they would have been extremely broken. So that's kind of the two camps, right? One camp is saying, You know, Gumi, you're scumbags. You nerfed the units. You put this info in the data mine to get people hyped up and then nerfed it at the last second. It's all a money grab. And then the other side is kind of... It's not really official until it comes out. Lots of companies put fake stuff in the data mine because they don't want you to know what's happening. So it's completely normal and they didn't do anything wrong.
0: Yeah, those are definitely the two main camps in this uh, issue, I guess I'll call it. I don't know what else to call it. I honestly don't see anything wrong with what happened. I mean, they released information on the Wednesday night patch people data mined it which I mean I'm grateful to have data mining at all I'm not about to complain when some of the information comes through incorrectly especially because Gumi doesn't do anything to prevent data mining or to try to screw us over the one thing I do really like about this change that they made is that they actually toned down some of the damage hot take right I mean Who's going to say, like, damn, I'm so happy they nerfed these units or decreased the damage or decreased the power of these units?
1: I think they had to, honestly. Because when you look at their old modifier, well, Esther's old modifier, she was just So Even in her current state, I think she was very good, and we'll get to that. But left the way she was
0: initially, there would have been no reason for anybody to pull on anything after this for a long time. You'd have like eight months of people not pulling on anything at all. Like every other DPS unit would have been pretty like, who cares? I wouldn't complain about
1: tons of esters on my friend list, though. not going to not going to lie.
0: No, she's still insane, oh, yeah, but we'll right. get to that. <laughs> Same with Sylvie. Like Sylvie, her limit burst, I think the one main change that people were surprised by or not surprised by, but that was kind of expected was the 100 percent elemental resistance that she had on the initial data mine being dropped down to I think it's like 75%. It's, yeah, 75. Still ridiculously level. strong.
1: Yeah, still nuts, yeah.
0: But left at 100%, literally all of the content that we have now would have been ridiculously easy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I so I have no issue with the nerfs. I actually ha- even have no issue with the way they did it with the information because I've played games before where companies would put fake stuff in there deliberately. Like you get hyped for a certain event they've been talking about for a while but just ha- they haven't come around to releasing it or finishing it. And then in the data mine, they, they name some of the files, the name of that event. And then it goes live and that event isn't live. And it's like it, companies will do this all the time because sometimes they just want to surprise you. They don't want you to know everything by being able to data mine.
0: Exactly. And, and that kind of adds a little bit to the game as well. I think we touched on it last week, how not knowing exactly what's going to happen is sometimes more fun in the way that you kind of get to discover it as it's released, rather than knowing about it in advance. In a game like this, I I mean, they're giving us the information, the fact that they decided to tone it down a little bit, like 99% of their kits are the exact same. The only change came in some small adjustments in their limit bursts. I don't mind that they did it 30 minutes before. Could you imagine the controversy that would have happened if they did it 30 minutes after? I mean, it doesn't really
1: matter to me what time they do it. Because here's the thing it's not like you're not going to know when it does go live all the data miners are going to know hey this has changed so if you were going to pull on the units and in fact people posted about it they tweeted about it it was well known immediately after it happened almost to the point where announcements were made by the community that said hey these changes happened, so if you were going to pull make sure to take this into account yeah, definitely. It's not like it went under
0: the radar. Well, that's the thing. Everyone knew. Well, not everyone, but all the data miners knew about it as soon as it happened. And like I was saying, if they did, like if they released the unit, they're like, "We we screwed up. We're gonna nerf it back now." Now that would be significant. Like then I'd be upset. Right. This way I'm like, who cares? Like it, it's it's a non Like it's a non conversation to me.
1: But it this did actually make me think of one. Uh, major criticism I actually do have of FFBE just in general and one I've had for a long time but just it's never bothered me enough and it still doesn't bother me enough but since it just I was just thinking about it because of these stat changes I really don't like that they don't tell us modifiers or percentages in ability descriptions because you don't know if you're a regular player if you don't visit the wiki or you know, get your data from other sites from data miners. You don't know that full break is better than like attack break or which ability breaks more, right? Or which which ability imperils more or which ability does more damage. You just don't know. Unless you go in and you like test on that dummy for yourself. And it's just, to me, it seems silly. And it's something you could easily change to make the game a lot more user-friendly.
0: That change would literally help not only the people who create the content, like the wikis and the databases, as well as the other content creators, so that you can open your app and see it for yourself straight from Gumi. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus having to wait for the data mine to happen, having the release and then the updates after the release and all this, like it slows everything down. And realistically, there's no reason not to include it. I mean, you look at other games, other well-known games, they include the modifiers, the turn counts, etc. on all of their abilities. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So that would be my
1: one criticism I have of the game in
0: general that just
1: kind of came to mind when I thought about this whole thing, but... If you ask me, I don't think this was a big ploy from Gumi to try to trick people into pulling. I mean, t- that's that's a bit of a stretch for me personally. But I mean, you never know. We don't know anything in reality, Dude, right? Could,
0: could you imagine Gumi saying there like, "Ha ha ha, we troll you," and then you're sitting there like, oh, "Okay, thanks for trolling me into the best units in the game right now."
1: <laughs> well, it's not even like, that. I mean, it, I, to, I don't to see me, how that's a troll. I don't see how a company would make that choice logically to actually try to trick their players into doing something because when you realize that you've been tricked, you're going to be pissed and you're probably going to stop playing the game. And to me to, to try to get some upfront revenue in exchange for potentially lifetime revenue is just not worth it. I don't think anybody would make that decision.
0: I'm saying even if they did, it's not exactly bad that like if you're pulling here, you're getting the current best units in their roles. Yeah, I mean it's <clears throat> it's not
1: even uh that it's not like they're trying to trick you into pulling for crappy units either. <laughs>
0: they're not like, hey guys, pull for Aiden, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was oh, gonna
1: make man. a joke about Zahn, but I can't. He's actually Probably he's actually good. (laughs) Yeah, he's still the best
0: thief-style unit. (laughs) I take him on any farming mission. He's fantastic. Still, there is one more criticism that I have that's related specifically to this occurrence, and it's that they put out information like that at all. Like it was, it's not really a practice of Gumi, at least historically, to super inflate the numbers and then nerf them. There's only been one other time they've done this, and I think it was for Kid Rydia long ago. I love that used to call her Rydia. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Ridia. It doesn't make sense to me that they did this at all because they've been producing this game in JP for a long time as well as here in Global for almost three years. You would think they'd recognize that those numbers were extravagant. I mean, who knows? I I like to give them the
1: benefit of the doubt. I think they really wanted to put out something nice for the global community. They wanted us to have something good and get excited about something. Because a lot of times JP gets really good stuff and we're behind them. So all we can do is like look on while they get to play with all the new toys. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So here, I think they wanted to do something nice, but then at the last minute they realized like, holy crap, no, this is too much. Or maybe they got a call from uh, someone else And they said, no, no, these units can't be that good. We got to, you guys got to shave off a bit. I mean, who knows, right? To me, it's like you said. There's so
0: many factors. It's just the only surprising thing to me from like a developer standpoint. Yeah. It could be like, there's so many different things that go into play with it. Like you said, maybe they wanted to do something nice. Maybe they got pressured into changing it. Maybe they decided to change it at the last minute because they came to their senses and realized, holy shit, this is game breaking. You know, the key for me, I guess, the main point that I want to make is, I don't think there
1: was any malicious intent in this. With with no, some of their decisions, I think, okay, you know, like uh, when we go back to, I think the the one very horrible banner for uh, what's it called, Valkyrie profile. Okay, I think I was I was on that side. You know, I was I was on the side of like, okay, you guys, that's that's a bit much. You know. I mean, you, you should have given us at least what JP got. It would have been fair, but in this case, I, I don't think you know what they did was meant to be anything out of greed or whatever. I just think they probably wanted to put out some good units and then either at the last second realized they overtuned them a bit, or maybe someone else thought they overtuned them and you know gave Gumi a call. And I don't mean like a random person. I mean like from one of the other one of the other companies. Yeah, that that has a stake in FFBE. And they were like, no, they, they, you got to tone them down a bit. And they had to do it because, I, like you said, they don't have a past record of doing this. So to me, that's the only possible thing, that it was a last-minute decision that they themselves didn't plan on doing until that very moment.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think there was anything, no bad intentions here. I think it was actually a positive thing that they did for the health of the game. So overall, I'm all for what happened, like we mentioned already. Can't really get upset about it. Data mining is not official. Always keep that in mind when you're reading this, the pre release stuff. Nothing is for certain until the units actually come out. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you are actually that upset that this happened, all I got to say is don't spend money on the banner, right? Because Gumi is a company that wants to make money, right? Any company does because that's how they stay in business, that's how they're able to continue to make the game for us, that's one of the best ways you can let them know your displeasure is just don't spend money on it. And then next time they're going to know, all right, maybe we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't do this. So if you really are upset, then my recommendation is just that's the best way to kind of get your message across.
0: I definitely agree with you. But overall, nothing to be upset about. Let's get into the units. Enough about the whole discussion going on about whether Gumi was right or wrong and what's going on here. I think we covered that in decent enough detail let's talk about the actual units because i think they are absolutely amazing which one
1: do you want to start with
0: let's talk about esther first because she's more straightforward as a dps unit okay in comparison to sylvie sylvie's a lot more convoluted and nuanced with a lot of different things going on let's talk about the basic straightforward dps unit esther all right let's do it first thing i gotta say Holy crap, this sprite is super cute. Like the whole bunny thing is awesome. And it's not like the cliche uh, sexy bunny that typically you see in uh, Eastern type games. You know what I mean? Or even in Halloween or whatever. It's like very aesthetically pleasing, tasteful, super cute sprite.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm definitely glad they didn't go with the sexy bunny. I think that's a bit overdone. I, I definitely do enjoy this take on the bunny girl she definitely looks badass but it makes you wonder at least it makes me think that she may not have a couple screws loose because she looks so bad like why why are you wearing this stupid buddy outfit
0: <laughs> Do you know what I mean <laughs> well she's part of the extravaganza dude you gotta you gotta dress for the play you yeah know? Man, yeah everyone's just got like everyone's brains are just scrambled at this point yeah nobody knows what's happening. If you like her outfit a lot, you can actually get them. You can get the pieces that she's wearing through her TMR and her STMR. Her TMR is absolutely amazing. Attack plus 45, and you get something called Inner Limit, which increases your LB damage and increases your HP. And then if Esther has it equipped, which is amazing, she absorbs lightning damage.
1: Yeah, she becomes Veritas of the
0: Bolt. Yeah, this is the maybe she is Veritas of the Bolt. She found the armor, she put it on, it randomly turned into a bunny suit. That's yeah. what got us here.
1: She turned it into boots. Um, yeah. I actually really like this passive because I think, because I, we'll talk about it later, but she does have one cover ability, which might help in some trials because you don't have to gear her for any kind of lightning resist. She'll just eat all the lightning. In fact, you probably want to give her a lightning in peril so she heals more from it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you want, to reduce, you want to give her that Panzer Omega that like drops it by 75%. She also gets on her STMR, which if you're lucky enough to get four of this girl, kudos, Storm Bunny Jacket. A really good piece of cloth, 800 HP, 40 attack. But you also get Killer Instinct, which is a mechanical and stone monster killer.
1: Yeah, it definitely would be one of the better body or clothes equipments for a lot of units that are fighting machines or stones and if you're esther though it's actually even better because you get an extra 30 percent attack on top of it for her it's definitely the best armor she could wear
0: yeah definitely if you get this putting it on esther makes her absolutely amazing just between these two pieces of equipment if you're putting them on her she gets tanky like her hp is gonna be high
1: yeah it looks like it for sure you know, when you look at the bunny suit without her in it, it it looks like she is kind of the like an outcast from the evil organization in Kingdom Hearts, where she just kind of wanted to make her suit all white and bunny and they theirs are all dark and edgy and she's like no nah, this looks good and they just kicked her out <laughs> yeah could be now that you <laughs> mentioned that's actually hilarious she was like the real
0: mastermind but then she got bored and just wanted to dress up and they're like oh yeah you're, you're done here and then she came to ffbe to host her bunny suit extravaganza let's talk about her kid a little bit because i think that she brings a lot of really, really good stuff to it. I want to start, I actually want to start with talking about her limit burst because a lot of her kit revolves around that. All right. At max level 120, her it, her limit burst upgrades and it can do up to a maximum of 28 times damage modifier to all enemies. It enables her triple cast. It increases her LB damage by 35%. And also gives her 250% attack buff for three turns. It's crazy. And then on top of that, it chains with Oriole Ray. So even if you don't have another Esther, you can still chain with any of the Oriole Ray members of the chaining family. Or a second Esther would be ideal because you're just going to massacre anything.
1: And it looks like you'll see this with some of her other abilities as well she'll actually do some damage to herself on the following turn, but it's lightning type. So if you have her TMR equipped, she'll actually heal herself with it.
0: Exactly, which is a really unique mechanic, actually. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, normally
1: I'd complain and say, well, it forces you to use her TMR, but in this case, her TMR is actually so good that, you know, even if you, like, what else would you use in that accessory slot? A desh's is here and would give you 45 attack as well. We have a couple other things that are maybe a bit higher in that regard, but her TMR is really good even on not her. Like if you get one of her just to get her tmr to put it on one of your other attackers, they're definitely going to benefit. So
0: Not only that, but you're also getting so much more out of the passive you get, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's talk about some of the, now that we've kind of covered the limit burst and how strong it is, let's talk about her active abilities, some of her damaging stuff, as well as her tanking stuff. If you want to take it away mini
1: her tanking abilities and her attack abilities are kind of split her attack abilities she can dual cast all of them except for one and that's shock flash that's the ability she starts with as a five star charge protection is an aoe physical cover but it only lasts for one turn and she also has a taunt that's That uh, causes her to be tar- more likely to be targeted for two turns. But you can't dual cast these. All of her other abilities, you actually can dual cast and then even triple cast after you've used her limit burst. And this is nice because it actually includes her cooldown abilities as well. So you can kind of pick and choose what you want.
0: Exactly. Because you can dual cast any of her abilities, almost every single one increases her LB gauge by a fixed amount. So you can charge up that LB gauge so fast. Like, for example, even if you're using her as a, an emergency breaker, she can break attack mag defense spirit by 50%, while also increasing her LB gauge by about 15 stones. So you're already halfway there.
1: The thing is, her LB is, I think, the most expensive, if not the, then one of the most expensive. It's 60 burst stones. But if you have her... TMR equipped, she does get 100% high tide, which will help you immensely. And then on top of that, like you said, all of her abilities actually fill her LB gauge. And the funny thing is, you could probably, even even with no high tide, and no LB helping uh, items or whatever, if you just triple cast her Bolting Strike, it'll fill her LB gauge for the next turn. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually
0: pretty insane.
1: So she has a lot of ways to get Access to her limit burst. She is designed around getting her limit burst and then just frying everything around her with it.
0: And the amazing thing about the rest of her kit too is that she brings a lot of uh, a lot of utility as well to the team. I mean, being able to off break is nice. Being able to lightning imperil the enemy by 75 percent or 100 percent on her cooldown ability
1: yeah and i think it's cool she comes with a new chaining family called bolting strike she's the first bolting strike user and uh, it's kind of cool actually not necess- if you have two of her then yeah it's awesome because it's one of her better skills it's kind of cool because the other unit sylvie when we get to her eventually she actually has abilities that can give other units bolting strike abilities to chain with Esther, potentially. So I think that kind of synergy between the two is really, really cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, the two of them can kind of synergize really, really, really well, and it's nice to see how two units on the same banner kind of help each other out. I mean, overall,
1: no question, this girl is fantastic. Like we said earlier, she does have some auto-heals built into her kit, if you have her TMR equipped. If you don't, then she's just going to hurt herself, which kind of sucks, so definitely get that (laughs) TMR if you're using her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you you need to get the TMR.
1: But other than that, she's got a ton of attack passives in her kit, a ton of true double hand. She's fantastic, and I'm pretty sure she has a counter ability that actually is a divine ruination chain. So anybody who hates, uh, what's her name, Lilith in Arena? Well... We we got another Lilith
0: coming up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This girl, it's so interesting that they gave her divine ruination on her uh, counter. In some of the times that I've used her today from friend units, it's kind of fun to see enemies kill themselves off of this. It's <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. It's like
1: touching an electrified fence. Pretty much, you fry yourself. I love it. This this girl's awesome. I she's great sprite, and I just I love the unit. I love the design. Kind of fun. Limit burst spammer, and honestly, she does a ton of damage. Uh, people are saying that it's a little bit better than Axstar, if you can maintain her limit burst. Which I mean, you should be able to. She's got plenty in her kit to help her fire that off every turn, or if you have very bad luck, every other turn.
0: Well, you get it. You get it once, and you get access to triple cast. And then you triple cast to get her LB up, and then you do it again. <laughs> like so at so worst, easy. you're
1: getting it every other turn. Yeah. If you
0: have some of that really good LB
1: gear, and then also the other thing, I guess we can mention, uh, if you what was that unit, the Dragon Warrior unit, Kyo something from Last Banner, the Crimson Banner, Kianos, KioMe, Kianos, Kianos, Kianos. Her TMR would be fantastic here because it, it would increase the multiplier on. Esther's limit burst by another 50%. So, whatever we said it did earlier, um, let me see, 28 times, it would actually add 50% to that. So, another 14 times. It would go up to 42, I think, with Esther's. If you have Squall's limit burst or Super Trustmaster, that's even better. It's just.
0: I vaguely remember someone saying you can get it up to like 75 times. Yeah, it's, it's not so. Which if, is, it's if, nuts. Yeah,
1: she's really strong, even if you don't have the ideal equipment. But if you do, oh boy. She is going to be like... All those people that wailed on Valkyrie profile with Bahamut's tier. I'm so jealous right now. Bahamut's tier. Is yeah, just, I should have done that. It is her weapon. It's, it was made for her. And it's just... She is going to hit like... Any any of those Bahamut's tier esthers, they're going to hit like a truck.
0: Yeah, they're going to be. They're going to be disgusting, honestly. that That item was absolutely like you said made for her or maybe i guess she was made for the item because she came true. after Technically, the item came first yeah fair
1: who came first the tear or the bunny girl we're, we're we're answering all the tough questions
0: i don't remember if we mentioned this but she does also chain with absolute mirror of equity which when axar does come will help that you can use her with that Overall, an amazing unit. Tons of passive stats between HP, buffs. Like, she's super tanky, as well as being able to have crazy attack passives as well. One thing in her passive kit that I love, she is immune to some of the peskiest statuses Petrify, Stop, and Charm. Very nice. Overall, Esther is an absolutely amazing unit. Minnie mentioned, might do a little bit more damage than uh, Axstar as people are saying definitely currently the best dps unit in the game hands down
1: not much more to add there i think
0: she's fantastic with that let's move on to her counterpart or i shouldn't say her counterpart her friend on the banner sylvie who is more of a support unit than anything else i don't know what order
1: of paladins she's a part of but i want to join it (laughs) <laughs> she I w- walks around with a basket of eggs. <laughs> she she just—I am looks, a paladin. She doesn't wear any armor. Looks cute as all hell, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I'm actually a
0: badass paladin. And when we talk about her kids, she actually is freaking badass. So I wanted to—I wanted to push back against that a little bit. I would contend that her outfit is actually heavy armor in disguise. You'd be surprised by the weight of that stuff. Yeah, it's her weighted training clothes. And don't even get me started on those eggs. Each one
1: is a one ton compressed ball of steel. Yeah, what she's, a beast. She's a lot stronger than she looks. She doesn't like to show off her muscles because it makes her feel self-conscious, but she's she is a monster. Actually, in all seriousness, I do love the sprite. I think she's probably the cutest sprite they've put out so far. She just looks adorable. That little bunny hair clip is just, ugh, goes, just hits the spot. It's just perfect. Like, just her color scheme, everything is just, it goes so well together.
0: Which, again, if you like these beautiful pieces of accessories... You can get them. So you can get the Twin Bunny Clips by getting her TMR. And you're going to want to because it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, super good. Gives you a ton of resistances focusing on lightning, earth, and light resistance. But you get a little bit of everything else. On top of 35 defense, 35 spirit, a nice passive for LB gauge fill rate, as well as HP and MP 10%.
1: The only criticism I have is I don't know why they put the HP MP 10% on a passive like it's not Sylvie only so I mean just put it in the list because it, it makes life so They hard. do this a lot they yeah. do this all the time and, I and I'm don't like why, why not just add yeah. this it's I just, weird. I don't, I don't understand know. but it's not like this we don't have other equipment that just has a passive 10% HP or whatever why why does it have to be its own ability why? <laughs>
0: I have no idea. They do this all the time with a lot of abilities. I've just come to accept it. I don't even question it anymore. I'm like, yeah, it's in there. Whatever. Yeah, let's just go with it. <laughs> that's Sylvie's TMR. You can also get her Spring Basket, which, contrary to its look, is actually a heavy shield. Yeah. that's Sorry.
1: It's a light contrary shield. Contrary to its fun. look. Contrary
0: <laughs> to its look, it's a light shield. Which, I mean, it Looks makes like sense. a basket. Yeah. She uses it defensively.
1: You can shield yourself with it. Right. Uh, uh, to be fair, almost anything is a light shield if you are brave enough to use it. That's true. And, and this I'll forgive them for because it has an <laughs> HP MP ten percent passive. <laughs> but the, their ability is Sylvie only, which makes sense. Okay, it makes sense to put it as an ability if it's just for one unit. But for God's yes, sake, please. Yes, it does. But the it's funniest. Universal, just the funniest passive, thing, dude.
0: I died when I saw this. It's it the twin bunny clips has the HPMP 10 percent on its own thing, and then on her STMR, it's added to the item. Like it's odd there. I was like, why did you do this so differently? Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> Overall, this STMR is amazing. Yeah,
1: the the actual elemental resistance as it gives you, it's oof so good
0: and the stats a 70 a 94 sorry spirit uh light shield is really strong yeah
1: very fitting for a paladin
0: and then the egg ex- surprise sylvie only it's very egg sighting.
1: sylvie is the exciting surprise or the egg surprise true you know i i saw esther and i was drooling i i thought damn she is so strong and then i looked at sylvie and i'm just thinking sylvie is in a class of her own I texted you this as well. I said, she's the, she's Zargabath 2.0, basically. But look yeah, at she's it. insane. Yeah.
0: Well, let's get into it right now. Uh, we'll talk about just her innate abilities. There's so many of them to go through. Let's just start from the top. Let's do it. So Sylvie loves to do spring cleaning, as many of us hate to do it. She actually does it insanely well. And in one turn, she cures all your status ailments. And gives you resistance to all status ailments for five turns. I love this. What Folka does in two abilities, she does in one.
1: Here's the thing one of the criticisms I have of Folka is she lacks a way to remove things like stone and charm and whatever consistently because she only has Esunaga, not a full, just a full cleanse. Sylvie, actually, not only does she get two abilities in one because normally you prefer. Prevention to clearing because clearing you kind of have to be status. But in this case, if for whatever reason you did get status, like you screwed up your turn rotations or whatever, she'll help you out. She'll both clear the statuses and make you immune for next time.
0: It's so damn good. Yes, it's insane. And for five turn, five turns is a long time for a buff. The fact that you don't have to worry about this for five full turns is amazing.
1: And I love that because there's so much else that she has in her kit that she probably needs the five turns because she's
0: going to be doing a lot. Yeah, let's keep going with this. I mean, she has a little bit of emergency breaking, attack mag break, as well as a defense spear break for 45%. Not insane. Nice to have. Next three abilities, she can actually increase your light resistance by 100%, lightning resistance by 100%, or earth resistance by 100% through these three abilities. There's almost nobody that can do more than one elemental resistance up to 100%.
1: Yeah, at least not per turn, unless you're using something like a Limit Burst. Actually, I don't know about Marie. I've never had one, so maybe she's very good at that as well. I'm not 100% sure, but either way, Sylvie's here is fantastic. 100%, you just can't be beat. And on top of that, she has some great Attack Mag Defense Spirit buffs. The Attack Mag buff will also help your LB gauge fill rate. The Defense Spirit buff gives you a small HP barrier. She has a massive MP recovery ability, but it's only for one ally. I mean, it's okay. She has so much else in her kit that it's like, eh. Even the yeah, one is insane. really good. Um, she can mitigate physical and magic damage. It's just, I don't know. she's She has so much. It's crazy. So she's basically the all-around support, right? The only thing she doesn't do, she doesn't have a way... Uh, really great way i guess to heal damage and if she could
0: heal damage i would i would blow everything i would sell everything i have and just get her
1: and she doesn't have a good way to i don't think she has aoe re that's realistically all she's missing because she has full life she has re she has dispelga she's got a passive mp battery if you get her to level 120 oh my god just Just nuts, nuts. She's got break resistances in her kit. So, so good.
0: She's really strong. One of the craziest things that she does, on top of everything we've mentioned already, she can actually enable any unit on your team to become a chainer. And she can triple cast that ability. So that means you can have three units building a chain anytime you want using this girl. So if you remember when Sid came out, we
1: mentioned a little bit, you know, some... Teams you could build that would help sit out. Sylvie is that team. (laughs) Sylvie's the whole team in one. (laughs) She literally does everything. She can imbue elements. The only thing she can't do is imperil. She can create chainers out of nowhere, right? You need chains? I got chains. You need elements? I got elements. You need buffs? I got buffs. She's got it all. Like, she's going to be doing so much that I don't even know if five turns is long enough for her. Little uh spring cleaning.
0: Because she has triple cast, I think you'll be okay in five turns.
1: I think how does she get triple cast? I think it's just her limit burst, right?
0: So her triple cast is actually enabled through her cooldown abilities, and if you're using them strategically, you can actually get eight or nine straight turns of triple cast out of Sylvie, which as Minnie was saying, maybe you don't have enough uh, time in five turns, you definitely will have enough time in five turns to do all of your spring cleaning. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like Zargabath was an amazing support. It's like all the drawbacks that Zargabath had, they fixed with Sylvie. Like Sylvie just... Zargabath's. one of the things I said about him is he has so much to do that there's no way you could fit it all into a rotation in a battle because the buffs will expire, right? There's just so much that he could do. He's good at so many things. Sylvie, because of her dual cast and her triple cast of her abilities doesn't suffer from this problem she can just do it all it's bonkers i, I think if i had to choose who am i gonna who do i really want I'll, I'll be happy with either unit this banner is one of the best banners we've ever got because there is no second place trophy in a sense if i get esther i'm thrilled if i get sylvie i'm thrilled but i think sylvie is like she's gonna last you such a long time she's gonna be one of the best supports just because of her roll compression that, like, she just does so much. You're going to use her for a long, long time.
0: Yeah, she's really slot efficient. Honestly, just by the fact that if you have, for example, Sid, just from previous events or whatever, you got him recently, you have Sid, and then you get Sylvie, you're set. Like, you don't need any other units to help your Sid do damage. Sylvie will literally do everything to support him, including Mm -hmm. give him chainers for the rest of your Sid, Sylvie, and then just... A couple tanks and a healer, you're good. Yeah, and then you have one slot left to do whatever the hell you can put in. Like, I don't know, put in a friend. as leader, Yeah, <laughs> <Or No. laughs> Delita, yeah. <Just laughs> finally take, make use of that piece take of junk.
1: Uh, what's the what's that guy's name? The three star unit, Riser. Just throw a Riser in there just for fun. Take him on a little excursion or excursion, I should say. Take him on
0: an excursion. Yeah, but yeah, overall. Two amazing units. Sylvie, I think, will last longer overall. Esther is still absolutely amazing. Definitely neither of them are if if you're planning to pull it all, I would highly recommend pulling on this banner. If you're waiting for a DPS, Esther's that DPS. If you're waiting for a support buffer, debuffer, chain creator crazy insane girl you can also get uh sylvie here so so, i mean either way you go you're getting the best unit in their role for at least in my opinion at least a few months to come
1: we didn't really mention it but the banner these girls are coming on is actually very very good It' they're standard step ups but at the end of it you're guaranteed either esther or sylvie Now, if you do wanna just go all in and you have the resources to do, if you do two rounds, you can guarantee yourself one. Or if you do it, you can do it four times potentially, right? So you'll be able to guarantee yourself a seven Sorry, It's one of the most, I guess, whale friendly banners. There's not gonna be one of those, oh, I spent this much money and I still didn't get the unit I wanted. Pretty much if you spend enough, you're guaranteed to get the one you want, right? Maybe you're
0: not guaranteed to get both, but you're guaranteed at least to get a seven star of the one you want. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you are whaling, you can do this banner four times. You're guaranteed, like you said, you're guaranteed to get one. If you're super unlucky, you'll get only four of the same unit. But I mean, you're guaranteed, there's no way you can screw this up if you're planning to whale.
1: Yeah, it's it's just good. All around, this event does feel a lot like a celebration. Like something for the players, Be- just because of the like, there there isn't the units are great, the banner is great, and the event is pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I think they crushed it for this event. It's a, it's a really fun event, fun to play. It's interesting. It's punny. Has some amazing units on a really good setup banner. Literally nothing negative to say about like it's amazing on every way. I I don't have a criticism. Yeah. It's, My it's, only crit. Hold on. My only criticism is that there's not enough free lapis for me to do four full step ups of this. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> ah, free to play life. Good stuff overall. Definitely. That brings us to the end of the show this week. A lot going on. A lot of things you can be doing. And a lot of amazing stuff coming to the game. Mini. What is your main takeaway for this week?
1: If I could take away Sylvie from this week, I would be a happy camper. What about you?
0: I would be happy with either of these units. I'm long overdue for both of their roles, so that would be amazing. My main takeaway is that uh, it's an excellent week for FFBE.
1: That was, that was awful. You're, you're going to cut that out, right? You're yeah, gonna... definitely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> i'm leaving it in with the post chatter too <laughs> yeah just, do it. just leave it all
1: put it all on the table no no
0: i can't do that that was bad no just leave it. That, that was flared. terrible no that's funny no it's so bad dude it's so bad <laughs> That's funny all right whatever i'll leave it
1: we'll see decide at the last
0: second just i'm like, probably gonna leave it i'm like, usually i'm usually raw like that i like to show the people what we're really like how lame i actually am
1: that's all right it makes you more relatable right yeah definitely so yeah some nice nice takeaways there you know your takeaway is bad egg puns my takeaway is 10 years from now I will be a paladin in a bunny suit and carrying a basket of eggs so we'll see whose who's path turns out to be more fruitful
0: is definitely going to be mine
1: yeah you're going to be like a multi-million dollar gross comedian <laughs> going on like the the excellent <laughs> comedy tour <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and you're going to be like some guy on the street wearing a weird bunny suit <laughs> <laughs> i'll
1: just be in a gutter
0: somewhere <laughs> oh god uh, all right i think that's enough for this week this episode is a long one For those of you who stuck around this far, give us a rating. Let me know what you think of this. Like, is this some amazing thing? Maybe it's a terrible thing. Whatever way you want to go, just give us some sort of feedback on your app through the iTunes store, wherever you listen. Hit us with that rating.
1: Yeah, and as always, guys, thanks for listening and catch you next week. Peace.